everyone, welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Duminal Crossing. Doom, how are you on this fine Saturday? Andy, man, we did it. We yes, did it, we man. Did. We finished We finished the semester. Um, the last week, man, we we really uh, we were really in the trenches there. Did uh, Tuesday Tuesday night to Wednesday night. Uh, I, I think I posted it in the Discord. Yeah. But you had, I, so, you had I some wrote drip a, going on. I wrote a 10-page paper from scratch. Started that at about 10 at night on Tuesday. Finished that at about 6 in the morning on um, on Wednesday. Oof. Right after that, I got to work on a PowerPoint, again from scratch, that I had not begun work on. Finished that at about 1. Took a shower and then walked over to class and presented the PowerPoint that I had just finished without doing any rehearsal. And somehow... I pulled it off. I made it out alive, and we're done. The semester is over. We just got one more left, and then I get to hold that sweet, sweet degree in my hand. Hell yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And and uh, I'll give you a preemptive congrats, of course. But uh, yeah, you know, no pain, no gain. And now that that uh, that pain is over, it's all gains from here. So that's that's good. You'd love to hear it. Um, so yeah, we are uh, we are concluding our Metroid Fusion celebration this week. It's been a fun ride. We uh, we had a great episode last week. I, that was one of my favorite episodes of the podcast we've ever done because I was really hyped about that SAX Zone idea. And I think that we even tweaked it to make it even better than what I originally thought. So uh, that yeah, was a great like... episode. The one before that was a great episode. It was just, it's been a great time talking about Metroid Fusion. Absolutely. We got to have we gotta have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Ferris on the show. You know, we've been trying to get him on for a while, but, you know, things finally were able to work out and I'm... You know, so happy that we got to do that, and I hope we get to bring him on again in the future because you know I love Joey. Yeah, totally. He was uh, he was awesome. He was fun, and uh, I think we got I think we got a lot of uh, good ideas cooking. Someone should send that episode to Nintendo because that remake definitely definitely needs to happen. But uh, here we are. We are in the last week of um, of, of Metroid Fusion shows, and we're going to end it off with a bang because uh, we are definitively ranking. The bosses of Metroid Fusion today, and by my count, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14! We've got 14 bosses in this game. Now, granted, some of them are not what you would call, quote-unquote, like, real bosses in the same context as others, but that's a lot of bosses still. That, I'm actually going to go out on the limb and say, like, that's got to be the most bosses of any Metroid game. I, I think that has to be. Yeah, Fusion has a ton of. I didn't. I didn't even realize that there were like that many in Fusion, but I knew that like Fusion has a lot more than average. Yeah, and, and so like one, two, at least two of them aren't like really bosses. You know, in the, in the strictest sense of the word. But even like even twelve bosses, that is a ton of bosses for a Metroid game. And so I've always consistently said that this is one of the strong points of Metroid Fusion, and I really truly believe that. So I'm really excited to talk about that today. Before we get going. I want to give a shout out to uh, to our boy Daniel Hector, who created a uh, fantastic holiday season tweet over on Omega Metroid Pod uh, Twitter. And uh, I don't want to spoil it; you just have to go see it to believe it. Yeah, I, I when I saw it, I was spoil- laughing my ass off. Oh yeah, dude! He showed me he showed me like one of the uh, uh, the previews of that before he was in finalized, and there was one moment that just absolutely sent me, and I'm like, oh my god, Daniel, this is amazing! We have to put this on the Twitter. So I saw you right I saw now. you post that today in Discord, and when I first watched the video, I actually uh, I I had like shut it off like after 
I didn't watch the whole thing. There was probably like a couple seconds at the end. So I actually didn't see that part in it. When I was you watching did. it today, <laughs> I was watching it today. I was just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say anymore. Go, go check us out on Twitter. And if you're in our, and if you're in our discord, it's uh it's in the announcement channel because it's just that, it's just that important. You see, you have to see it truly. So uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Um, okay, so we've got 14 bosses here, Doom. So I feel like we have no time to spare. I feel like we need to get into the nitty-gritty, but I, I do want to point out that we both have on some pretty some pretty hype Metroid shirts today. Just going to say. Just going to say. Yeah, I, I, have, I haven't actually worn my official Fusion shirt today, so I felt like, you know what, we're doing our last our last episode for Fusion Month. I feel like we got to rep this at least once yeah. during the time. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what, this is... This is completely off topic, and I, it completely goes against what I just said because I said that we have no time to spare. But I'm going to tell you a side story. Just because I was gazing over and looking at this, and if you're listening on podcast form, I'm holding up a copy of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I, I, as God is my witness, I streamed this game for two and a half hours yesterday. We all know how I feel about Kirby. It was actually I did it as a reward to the Zelda Dungeon writing staff for consistently like not making small little writing mistakes. So. I did it, I streamed this, and uh, if you are a member of Omega Metro Patreon, you can look forward to a bonus review episode on this cursed game in the near future. So there you go. Oh boy. Yeah. I was about to say, I, I could feel the life energy being sucked from you as you held this artifact in your hands. <laughs> well, shut something up. Out of an, something out of an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> God bless Metroid 35, wherever you are right now. She she sent me that game, and I told her not to, and she did it. So just throwing that out there. O- Omega Metroid Patreon, where you can get bonus uh, bonus episodes, including my review of this Kirby game coming up. Okay, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get to these Metroid Fusion bosses, because we have a lot of ground to cover. So uh, let's get going here. So we're going to do this definitive ranking style, and uh, most people should be familiar with this by now, but just in case you're not, so what we're going to do is we're going to go in chronological order of all the bosses. And so we're going to rank the first boss, and we're just going to talk about that boss. Then we're going to go to the second, and we're going to rank the second boss either above or below. And then we're going to get to the third boss, and we're going to rank it either above, below, or in the middle, etc., 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 until we have a list of 14 bosses ranked from best to worst. And, uh, you know, we, we did this for Metroid Prime. I think that we had a similar kind of list. And I, I have to admit, I actually, I was taking a look at this, but I specifically did not want to make a list beforehand just because I didn't want to like be stuck to my own list before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. I'm going in. I'm going in completely blind. Yeah. Here, so like, yeah. I feel like that's the way to do it because I feel like if you make a list before, you're kind of like looking for reasons to stick to your list. And I kind of like have an idea of you know who's going to be at the top, who's going to be at the bottom. But uh, there's there's room to wiggle. So uh, with that being said, should we just get started? Let's go. Okay, all right, let's start that off. A, that was a Chris Pratt sounding let's go on my behalf. I, that was. <laughs> you actually sounded exactly like Chris Pratt as he said that too, because he literally is just like, let's go. So, yeah, shout out to that. Um, all right, Arachnus X. And um, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. All these bosses are actually called, like, they have an X at the end. I'm, just, I'm not going to say that, just because we all know that they're X parasites, okay? So it's not actually Ridley, it's not actually Arachnus. Spoilers. Whatever. Well, if you haven't played Metroid Fusion after 20 years, 
and you're listening to this podcast, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, so Arachnus. Let's start off with this iconic boss of the Metroid series. And I have a lot of love for this fight, because I think it's a great intro boss fight, actually. Like, it's it's easy, but somewhat challenging enough. Um, and, and I really like... This isn't actually a part of the boss fight at all, but like beforehand, there's actually two energy tanks that are hidden right before, so you can go and kind of level up, which I've always really liked. But no, like, I think that this boss is is good. It's like, it's a classic Arachnus boss fight. He shoots beams at you, he tries to derby roll you, and he, when he rolls up into his little shell, um, it's a fun introductory boss fight. His sprite looks awesome, so I, I like this one. I mean, it's not gonna challenge for me for, like, the top of the list, but I think it's a solid, like, mid-tier fight, you know? There's nothing really special, nothing really wrong with it. It's just, like, a good, solid fight. Yep. Totally agree there. Uh, not much more to add there on my behalf. Um, uh, I will say one thing I really like about um, I appreciate intro boss fights that subtly that subtly teach players new mechanics, and this is a really great boss fight that not only teaches you like how you'll specifically be dodging more enemy patterns in the future, mm-hmm. but it also subtly teaches you about the um, the new ledge grabbing feature, which I mean we're accustomed to now, but this was a brand new feature at the time when Fusion Fusion was released, and the game already has sections where you do that in traversal, but this is the first time that you actually have to use it in combat to specifically dodge attacks. And so I yeah. think it's a really, there's no like instruction manual, no clear code instructions like, hey, go up to the wall and press. No, it's just, it's a subtle part of the game design that you'll probably just naturally do by accident when you're doing it your first couple of tries. And so, yeah, I really like that. And then also, shout out to Minako Hamano for that boss theme. I, I know we have dis- disagreements on this overall soundtrack, but I'm a big fan of the Arachnus boss theme. You know, uh, let me clarify something because it, it's not like uh, it's not like I hate the Metroid Fusion soundtrack. I, I don't think it's like the strongest, but to be fair, that soundtrack is somewhat well, not somewhat, a lot of what <laughs> hampered by the platform that it's on. So you you do lose a little bit of that you know magic when you're going from the original intention to what the Game Boy Advance sound processors can actually achieve, which like. You know, like I, th- I do think there are some Game Boy Advance games that sound really good. Like I think Minish Cap is a is a great soundtrack, but I, like in general, it, it's just hard for you know the Game Boy Advance to produce like really high quality music, in my opinion. People can disagree yeah, I, with that. Yeah, I think it wasn't until really the end of the system's life where I feel like some developers finally like found out like how to yeah. make the most out of that. Like I really like the um uh the two latter F Zero titles. Not not maximum velocity, but it was GP Legend and Climax, which was only released in Japan. I feel like those games have really good soundtracks and like really like go above and beyond in what the GBA is able to do. Right. So um yeah, and, and you know what what else about Arachnus too is it it's the first time that you see um the Core X pop out, which was pretty cool back in the day, right? Like it, it was just like you beat the boss and you're expecting it to be done and all of a sudden it's like, oh, what is this? It's this ginormous thing that just popped out of it and it really kind of hammers home the idea that this is not the same Arachnus that we fought back on SR388. And by the way, too, like, I again, like, we kind of lose this because it's 20 years old, but like, this is pretty cool because it's like a reimagining of a boss that you'd only really seen in an 8-bit kind of capacity on the Game Boy. So, yeah, I have a lot of love for, uh, for Arachnus, actually. Yeah, same here. I really like it. Definitely, um, I definitely get to say mid tier, maybe high mid tier on my list so far. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see where that goes in the future because we got a lot to cover 
Well, he is uh, number one for right now because he is the only one. But I actually suspect that he's going to stay number one after we talk about this next boss. And um, this next boss has, has kind of had a, a nickname. Uh, I don't know if it's an official name or not, but the boss is called Elephant Bird. And what this is, is it's basically the Chozo statue that you go up to and then you um, you get the charge beam after the fact. But when you shoot the Chozo statue, the Chozo statue actually morphs into a core X, but one with an eye that shoots beams at you. And you'll notice in Metroid Fusion, every time that you are getting a new beam upgrade, one of these core Xs will pop out and will like shoot the, the said beam at you. So this isn't really like... Um, I guess like a, a quote-unquote like real boss fight per se because you don't really fight an enemy before you actually get to Elephant Bird. You simply just, you know, shoot the Chozo statue, which is the only Chozo statue in the game, by the way. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty easy. It's it's not really, you know, like a real fight, but I do think that it is, again, kind of neat anyways in a sense because like you're just expecting you've been conditioned in Metroid to see a Chozo statue, you get a reward. You don't really expect it to attack you. Like, yes, Chorizo did that, but, you know, this is something a little bit different. So I, I do like this, but, I mean, obviously we can't rank it above Arachnus, or at least I can't. Well, technically, uh, Natori, who we'll talk about later, is also a Chozo statue as well. Yeah, okay, but, yeah, you're right, you're right. But, yeah, a very different type of Chozo statue. One that is very clearly hostile the second you take a look at it, unlike, um, unlike this one. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really... Yeah, as a boss fight, obviously, you know, it doesn't really come close to Arachnus, but I still think it's a really cool concept, and I think it's used sparingly enough to where it doesn't overstay its welcome throughout the game. And I also, I think the atmosphere set up in the first one is really cool, because on one hand, you see the Chozo statue, and you're like, oh, Chozo statue, yeah. that's that's good, we want that, but at the same time, it's like, what's that doing on the BSL? That shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and Fusion does that a lot through, a lot throughout the game, but this is like the first instance of that where it's like... Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I really I really like the setup for that fight. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a number two right there, and then Arachnus will be number one for me as well. Yeah, I, I think it's like, like you said, it's more of an environmental like setup piece rather than like a fully fledged boss fight so in the context of like ranking as a boss fight it'll probably end up being quite low but i i really actually really like it in the context of like establishing mood and atmosphere on the bsl um so i i actually think like quite highly of this and another one that we'll talk about later but uh yeah it, it definitely is number two for for right now on this list um so let's move on to our third boss of the game and let's see where he falls and this is the Bouncing Pink Zazabi. And uh, for anybody that does not remember what this guy is, he is the third boss that you fight. He has um, like these crazy pink tentacles that come out of his head. He's got a long body and one Cyclops eye in the middle. And he will bounce around like a pogo stick and try and eat you. And then he'll slowly fall, which is your cue, to blast him basically right in the mouth with missiles. And you can hit him in the eye. So yeah, this is a this is like a fun enough battle, I think. Um, there's nothing like inherently wrong with it. There's also nothing like I'd think that makes it like super super special either. I'd probably rank it in the middle if I were looking at this list right now. Um, the design is certainly something to behold, which is like just this crazy 
ridiculous monster, which I kind of dig. But uh, the boss itself, I feel like, is, like, fairly simple. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's fine, you know. That's pretty much, I'm not that's a, pretty much my I'm thoughts. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this boss. This is probably going to be one of the bottoms of the list for me. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I you know I just talked about how much you know I really like Fusion's music. This is one of those rare exceptions for me. Not a fan of this boss theme. It just every everything about it feels just a little too goofy and very out of the tonal atmosphere. Of Fusion, like like Fu- like Fusion, like you know, it has a very bright and colorful art style, but it still managed to do that while also being a horror title. But this bo- this boss just looks way too goofy amongst other things. We'll we'll just say that. <laughs> Along with the music and um and it's also it's also really interesting because in Samus Returns, you know, they they brought Arachnus back in that game, but they don't use Arachnus's theme. They use this boss theme, which is worse than the Arachnus theme in my opinion. <laughs> and I don't understand why. So yeah, this one, this one's going at the bottom of the list for me. Not a fan. Uh, the bottom, even bu- even below uh, the elephant bird. You know what? I yeah. can I, I can support that actually. I, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, like like I said, like there's nothing there's nothing really wrong with it. I don't think, but it, it does. It, it's a little bit of a slower pace fight because like it's very easy to dodge his attacks, but like it kind of takes him a while to jump, and then especially when he's falling, it can take a long time. And especially if you're kind of playing cautiously, which you might have to if you're playing at a higher difficulty or with a low percentage run or anything like that. Like whenever I play, I usually like blast missiles up as quickly as I can. And if I take a couple hits or get caught, like I'm like, whatever, the extra damage is worth it. So this fight can end. But uh, it, it is a little bit of a slower paced fight if you're fighting it perhaps the way that it was intended to. So you do get the high jump and actually you get the spring ball which is much better power up i think than the high jump so uh yeah i don't know i i can i could probably agree with it going at the bottom for now i feel like all right i'm gonna let you take the the lead on this next one because uh i feel like this one will probably end up ranking somewhat high on our list so doom go ahead and talk about our next boss which is saris uh yeah i mean what's to say more about said this is like there's going to be one boss at the end of the game that I think is going to uh, be rivaling this one. But right off the bat, Saris is like an instant top-tier boss. You got the music, um, the unique mechanics of, of the fight. I really I really enjoy kind of... It kind of reminds me of like the Hive Mecha fight in Prime, for example. Because you're like trapped on a very... You're trapped on a very narrow piece of... Pl- you know, it's not that mm. one piece of platform. It's multiple pieces of platforms. But you're trapped on these very narrow pieces... And and you don't really have a lot of opportunity to room and to make room maneuver. Yeah, technically you can fall under the water, but most people aren't going to do that. Most people want to stay above above water, so that way you can actually you know not move uh, at the speed of a PowerPoint presentation. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love this love this boss. Very simple, very very uh, lickety split quick, but it's a good time. I think the music is very uh, complimentary to it as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, music- weirdly not a lot. Huh? I was gonna say music is awesome. Definitely yeah. one of the highlights of Metroid Fusion, I think, is the Ceres theme. Um I I would rank this high, but I don't think it would challenge for my top spot. I actually like the Ceres the boss battle a lot better in other games, like like AM2R, or I played a bunch of like mm-hmm. Metroid Fusion ROM hacks where like the Ceres boss battle has been like really fun. And this one is it, it's still very fun, because it, it kind of feels like you know, you know, I always talk about like the Ridley fight in Super Metroid and how much I love that it just feels like this big brawl. 
this kind of feels like that a little bit as well where like you he's moving so fast and like you you're you're firing missiles trying to hit it in the head it kind of has that same energy where it feels like this big drag knuckle fight where like you're just trying to hit him i do wish that you could damage cirrus like from anywhere instead of straight on at the head which uh i don't know i guess that makes sense but i i wish that i wish that he just had like a much higher hitbox and then like you could just shoot him anywhere i think that would like just make it a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more fun but like even as even as is like the fun is super super fight he's so erratic he's so fast um, I actually, I do go to the bottom of the water, like a PowerPoint presentation, and because uh, I feel like that's a much more manageable way to fight Saris, which kind of isn't as fun, like, because you don't, you're not jumping, and, and it's a lot slower pace, and you're waiting for him to come back, but it's effective, so, like, I go to the bottom, and then when you're at the bottom, you can typically see the bubbles that will pop up, and then you know that Saris is about to... Uh, come up and you can have your missiles ready or your beams ready and just like clobber him while he's there so the way that i fight him is is like a little bit it's not as crazy and fast and fun as uh as maybe it could be but i really enjoy the fight the music is awesome the setting is awesome and uh i don't know there's something just about seeing him go crazy speed like i I just i kind of love it how he just like activates his own speed boost and just it's this big chaotic brawl so I would rank him at number one on the list as we have it right now for sure, but I don't know if he can hold on to that, but uh, we'll see. Oh, he won't be holding on to that. He, oh. will, he will not. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, fun fun fact, slightly off topic, but back uh, back earlier this year, Dak and I, we did an episode on bosses we would have liked to see in Metroid Dread, and one of the things that I proposed was another Saris fight, but this time you have the gravity suit. And the arena is much larger, and you have like Saris like coming in through the background and stuff like that, and you can do all sorts of crazy stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know, awesome. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, maybe I, maybe for the fusion remake. Maybe I mean, like I I think that that would that would be awesome. I think like I think that there's a couple standout bosses that for whatever reason they they haven't made it into any like new Metroid games. And like like I think um, before Metroid Dread came out, there was that silhouette of Dragon, and I was just like. Yes, like I, he's one of the bosses that I'd just be like so stoked to fight again. And like, Saris is clearly on that list. Um, I don't know if anybody from Metroid Fusion is necessarily on that list, but like, uh, like uh, as we'll talk about later, there's another boss that I think would be like great to fight in like an updated Metroid game from Metroid Fusion. So I hope that Saris comes back, and I think he's like a fan well, favorite, of, right? Like I think well, one he of, will. One of them did get updated in the game we shall not name. <laughs> I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking about another boss. Mm. Um, because I think Nightmare is like a very iconic boss of this game. Um, and these guys are like not as iconic, but like I think they're held in high regards with fans. So okay. we'll talk about we'll talk about that boss when we get there. But yeah, for right now, Saris is number one on our list. So let's just really quickly read you what we got so far so saris is taking the top spot so far followed by arachnus in number two elephant bird in number three and in dead last zazavi so poor guy as it should be as it should okay so we are going to split up this next character into two different fights which i think is appropriate because you fight him two different times and they're actually two fairly different fights and of course i'm talking about security robot box which is a blast. I I love this fight. I think this fight is a blast. Both of them, actually. And I really love... 
first of all, the design of Box is so good. Like, I, he's just this crazy robot. I like the story of him, how he was like this thing on the BSL that went rogue and, and the programming is, is messed up. So it's, it's like he has an actual function and he's not just like a generic monster. I actually like that when the first time you fight him, he's not an ex-parasite yet, which is like uh, different from anything else. And what I really like is it seems like a hard boss fight. And it kind of like, if you don't know what you're doing, it can be a difficult boss fight. But if you're good at the box boss fight, you can beat him without taking a single hit, which makes me feel like a rock star whenever I do that, which is basically always now. Um, so I really like this boss. I like his attacks. I like the... I just like the whole gimmick behind Box. I would actually probably rank him at number one on our list so far as we have it. Yeah, I agree. I love Box so much. He's such an awesome fight. I really like the music. I wish it had a longer loop point, though. It, it's a really short theme. I think it's only like 30 or 40 seconds before mm-hmm. before the track loops in again. And it's like, it's such a cool theme, but I just I wish there was more of it because I don't feel like 40 seconds is enough to really complement those fights. But otherwise... Yeah, I really like it. It has a really it had really cool monkey bar gimmick that you... I don't really think any Metroid game has utilized that kind of gimmick in a boss fight since then, but I think it really works for both of the box fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you mentioned, it's one of those bosses where it's like, it's hard... It kind of has that dread boss philosophy where it's hard at first, but once you start memorizing those attack patterns and you start getting used to the animations and what to look out for, it starts to become a cakewalk. And not in like, oh, this is too easy, but in like... It feels good, like you get like you get into a groove, like that that kind of cakewalk, which is the yeah. groove that I like to get into. I, I really just like it because like like once you once you learn about box, you're just like he's actually harmless because he looks like he'll kill you when he's especially when he takes some damage and he starts hopping around and stuff like that. And I think like when I was younger, when box would like hop towards me, I would drop off the monkey bars, I would run away, try and just get out of the path, which leads me open to attack. But his jumps, they aren't high enough to actually hit you. So you can just stay there forever and he can jump and he's never going to hit you. And his firebomb, all you have to do is just like literally once it lands, go and stand directly above it. And that will also never hit you. So I I really like the way that it makes me feel like smart and like like a really good Metroid player after I'm done. Um, So yeah, I I really enjoy this fight. I really enjoy both the fights actually. It's a spoiler for the the one that is to come. And I would say... I was going to say, I also really like the intro, to, the intro to the boss fight as well. Because usually in the game, you enter the boss room, and it's very obvious because it'll play, like, you know, the little boss theme prelude music. You'll see, like, yeah. a core X, like, generating. So it's pretty obvious when you're about to fight something. But uh, not here. not here. Like, you just hear, like, all these rumblings and crashes, and you're, like, going to different rooms to see what's going on. And the rooms are getting destroyed, and you're, you know, backtracking, trying to figure out what's going on. And then... And then you uh, you you don't find anything, so you go on your way back, and then it attacks you on the way back. And I think that was just such a cool intro that really uh, subverted expectations. I agree. I I really enjoy this fight. I like the design of Box. I just think is like so cool too. Actually, and this is I wasn't even talking about Box when I was talking about like iconic bosses that could that that should come back. And I don't think that Box would be really appropriate in any other game than Fusion, but like. I, just really what I don't know what a great what a great boss I I really like this uh this box fight I I personally would rank it at number one on our list right now I don't know how you feel about that are you are you willing to put yep, box above Sarah yeah. okay yep I'm to the top okay 
Well, and that's not even and that's not even including the uh, the Prime 2D version, just the base Fusion one. That's right. Oh my god, I forgot about boxing Prime 2D. Damn that fight! That fight was awesome. If you if anyone listening to this has never played Prime 2D, you should see if it's still around. I'm sure you can find it if you really want to. And you I'm sure should... I'm sure if someone in the discourse uh, the Discord asks nicely, I would be able to uh, provide an upload link. Wink, wink. There you go. We, Doom might be able to point you in the right direction if he catches drift. And that's kind. Of, it's kind of a spoiler that boxes in that game, but whatever. Like it's just so awesome that it, you should you should play that. Anyways, so all right, box has taken over the top spot. The rest of the list remains the same, except box is now in number one. And box fight one, we have to specify as well. So from the top to the bottom, let's go. The next boss is Barrier Core X, and I am tempted to put this at the very bottom. You can maybe talk me out of it, because I I don't know. I think that this fight is probably worse than Zizabi, but I'm not sure. So this is like the giant, it looks like a giant Core X, and it's got about eight smaller little Core Xs around it. All it does is it just flies around and you just blast it with your beams and there's not really a strategy. There's not it's not really an exciting room that you fight him in. It's not really like I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of underwhelming. And the worst part is you get the god awful fusion various suit after, which is I don't even want to hear it. That is the absolute ugliest suit in Metroid. And uh, I, you mean the god tier fusion? No, it, the I'm suit kidding. the suit is garbage. And all these people that like. <laughs> are trying to say that the suit is awesome. I'm sorry, it's not. It's horrible. It's horrible. And so is this boss fight. I think it's the worst one. I would personally rank Zazabi lower, but I'm totally fine with compromising and putting this thing low, lower because it's pretty unmemorable for me. It uses the same boss music, which again is one of the few boss themes in this game I actually don't really like all that much. Yeah. And um, yeah, like like Zazabi, I the Zazabi I would rank lower just because like I just think it's super goofy looking and just you know what? Like though, at least at least it's game. unique. At least it has a unique design. This looks like it's just but, a big core X. But like but like with Zazabi, at least like there's a little more player engagement that you're doing. Like you actually have to go underneath it, fire missiles, get out of the way. With this, it's literally just you're you're literally just spamming missiles like every few seconds when it actually comes up on screen, and it's just yeah. It's just not fun. It's I don't despise it. I don't hate it, but it's just unmemorable. So, I, I agree. I'm like like I would say that there's not really like a really bad boss fight in Metroid Fusion. Like the worst boss fights in this game are just kind of the ones that are like very unmemorable. They're very fast and they're very like easy. Um, and I would say that this one checks all three of those boxes. Like it's it's not memorable. The music isn't that great. The items not that good. The boss design isn't that good. It's very easy. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, as far as Metroid Fusion bosses go, which we've established that this game has awesome bosses, it's, it's about as much of a stinker as, as you probably are going to find, unfortunately. So I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to rank it last. It, it's got to go last. Yep. That's fine with me. Totally. Well, sorry, Barrier Core X. Um, but I do want to, I have a soft spot actually for this next one which is the Human Core X. And this is almost the exact same scenario as Elephant Bird, where it's not really like a boss fight. And it's actually, it's almost identical in that, like, you see something, you shoot it, and then it transforms into a Core X. 
The only difference is, is that this one is a human, which kind of gives you a glimmer of hope because you're just like, oh my God, like there's another living creature on this station. And um, unfortunately, it turns out it's just an ex-parasite. So basically everything that we said about elephant bird can be applied to, to this scenario, except you do have the extra like pressure of there's a countdown going on as well. So like you have to beat the core X in you know, a finite amount of time before the BSL blows up, basically. So it has that going for it. It's got the cool, like, flashing alarms going on. So the atmosphere is, like, really good. It's not, like... I mean, listen, it's not, like, the, the challenging boss fight or anything like that. But I don't know. I, I think it's pretty... I think it's pretty fun um, for what it is. You know, Joey brought up something really interesting in the last episode in that if there was a Fusion remake, one thing that he would be worried about was the kind of overabundance of cutscenes for like specific stuff like for instance the frozen ridley reveal like and and that's something i think we all agreed on like i think the reason stuff like that works so well is because it's something you naturally stumble upon in the gameplay it's not like something where we quickly fade out to black and then a pre um a pre-rendered cinematic comes in to like give us all that details and i think that also would really apply um to here as well i think that mm. this reveal is so effective because not only it's done in gameplay but it's only done if you shoot the human there's no like text proper like any the only hint that you have is that like you've reached the reactor core that's melting down and you see a live human typing away on it and like you don't know perhaps this guy perhaps this guy just happens you know to try to be stopping it you don't know the only way you can know for sure is if you shoot him and that's when he'll like turn at you and like do his um his transformation and like yeah. that's such like i feel like if you turn that into a cutscene like you would take so much of that magic away but we're not talking about that we're talking about the actual uh fusion that we have right now and i think it's super effective and i would probably put it just one level above the um the previous elephant bird i i was gonna agree with that actually i was i was maybe gonna push it above arachnus but i don't think a good conscience we can do that but no. it's it is a, an exceptional as a moment in Metroid Fusion. It's exceptional exactly. as, as a boss fight. You know, it is what it is. Um, it's short. It's sweet. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's very very cool. And the atmosphere is off the charts. So, yeah. Uh, okay, let's recap this list because we're a few bosses in, and we should probably just uh, keep track of what we got going on here. So, in our number one spot, we have box at number bo the first box fight at number one. Number two, we have Ceres. Number three, we have Arachnus. Number four, Human Core X. Number five, Elephant Bird. Number six, Zizabi. And number seven, and dead last, is Barrier Core X. I have to say, I'm not sure there's a boss on this list. The rest of this list, that is worse than Barrier Core. So he might be he might be staying there. I, I have to say, he might be staying there. Um, but let's I mean, continue. He lasted, he lasted longer than Played a Beetle did in Prime, so... <laughs> well... That's, that's, I guess that's something to brag about. Um, okay, let's talk about this next boss. And I'm going to just throw this out there right now. He's number one on this list as we have it so far, in my opinion. That is Yakuza, who is the spider boss that you encounter, I think, in the main deck, right? Like, uh, yep. uh, yeah, after, once all the, the foliage and stuff is going off. I love this boss, man. It's so fun. It's challenging. It's... It's kind of like a puzzle, but it's also kind of like a brawl at the same time. First of all, the design of Yakuza is awesome. Like, he looks like a wicked, awesome spider. Um, I love that 
it's, it's like very tactful where you have to go to to avoid being picked up by him so he kind of has like the same attack that dragon had in super metroid where dragon will snatch you up and just beat the hell out of you if he actually catches you and like yakuza if, when he catches you he doesn't just beat you up he gives you like like a wwe pile, pile driver at the, <laughs> yeah. at the bottom which is brutal it's brutal like you take so much damage from it um the arena is small and it's it's like almost suffocatingly small so again it really feels like that big brawl that i that i just i love that feeling and it's very tactful the way that like you have to avoid being in certain spots because he kind of does like the the thing where he's bouncing around all four corners and um but there's also fireballs that hit you as well so you you really have to be careful about where you go to avoid being picked up by him um and i'm actually so i'm reading this on omegametroid.com and i forgot that i even put this but uh it reminds me of the the episode of the office actually where like they're all like they're all watching the DVD screen and like they're just like sometimes a DVD screen will line up and go right in the corner. That reminds me of this Yakuza fight. And that's only phase uh, one, by the way. Yeah, um so spoiler alerts for uh Nightmare, it's going to be between these two guys for me. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spoil that right out of the gate. These guys are fighting for first. I don't know who's going to win that fight, but I love these two boss fights so much. But we're talking yeah, about Yakuza right now. We're talking about Yakuza right now. Um, obviously, you got the Saris theme reprising, so absolutely zero complaints for me on that end. Uh, the boss fight, all the mechanics of it, it's like a better version of Zazabi because you have to get underneath it, shoot the missiles. But like, there's so much more player engagement. You, you got the you got the Office DVD thing, like you were talking about, which <laughs> I, I absolutely love that reference. When I I remember reading that guide for the first time when I was um, getting the screenshots, for that, and that got a good laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got that. The design, like you said, is wicked. It kind of um, you know, it kind of almost reminds me of some of the Metroid Prime qualities because that's also like another spider-like boss with, you know, a mm. humanoid face at the same time. But, you know, done in Fusion's art style to a point where it makes sense. Uh, like you mentioned, the second phase is absolutely... I, I don't even know what the hell is going on in the second phase, but I don't care. I love it. The second it's... phase <laughs> elevates it even... It would have been like a fun boss fight in the first phase, but the second phase is like bonkers, which is so awesome. So once you damage Yakuza enough... Uh, he sheds all of his legs, and it's just his head, and he starts bouncing around like a maniac. And he's dropping little, I don't even know what it is, like parts of himself from his mouth. Yeah, and like, like... <laughs> you, you have to you have to shoot him in the mouth, and like as you shoot him, he springs away and comes back even faster. And the more damage he takes, the faster it gets. It's so awesome. Like it's just like it's so fast and it's so intense. And it, it again, I keep on saying this, but like it just it feels like this wild chaotic brawl which i i really love when metroid does that like i love the bosses that you kind of have to plan out as a puzzle like flagra as well but like there is something that you know there's something about these bosses where it's just like you got to move fast you got to react fast you got to be like you got to be on it or the boss is going to be right on top of you and you're going to be taking huge damage i just think it's so fun and like just even his animation after you hit him in the mouth how he like twirls and then bounces away and comes like right back at you is so awesome and it's very satisfying too by the way when you can like kind of sometimes if he if he's doing it right you can lure him into a pattern where like you could shoot he'll bounce away he'll, he'll hop back you could shoot again and you could do this like a bunch a bunch of different times which is like very satisfying if you're able to actually pull that off so yeah this this fight is awesome it's my number one on this list for sure 
it'll be challenging for number one overall when we're done. But like I'm looking at some of the other bosses here, and I'm like, there's a lot that are challenging for number one. So yeah, this this fight. I feel like this fight is like is so good, and you get the space jump too after as a reward. By the way, well, I'm pretty awesome. sure. Well, I'm pretty sure that's why he's doing like his infinite jump in the second phase. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's him utilizing the space jump. So but good. Yeah, and it also, and yeah, it also takes place after my favorite section of the game being the power outage. So I mean, that's right there. It's just immediate bonus points about that. Yeah, yeah. This this boss uh, this boss has a little bit of everything, and I think that it's like very very fun. The two phases are so different, but like they complement each other really well. Uh, music is awesome design is awesome setting is awesome the arena is awesome it's an awesome boss fight i love this yeah the only drawback is you're in that horrible various suit i don't think i'd change <laughs> so yeah i mean it does i mean it does blend into the environment a little bit it kind of actually does blend into the ground to be honest because the ground is green with like other green spots on it and then there's fire so I don't know. Maybe it's like a Metal Gear Solid 3 camouflage kind of deal. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So that is number one on our list right now, as it stands. So the entire list is the same. We uh, we just have Yakuza at number one, and everything else has moved down into uh, it, one, one spot. So let's keep it going here, and let's talk about Notori. And I feel like I've been kind of taking the lead on some of these, so do I, I'm going to let you go first here, because I do have some thoughts about Notori, but let's see where you stand on this guy. So I've seen a lot of people dunk on Notori. I personally really enjoy this boss fight. I, I'm yeah. not gonna not gonna put it in number one, but again, I think it's um it, it's a bit it's very brutal. You know, it has those returning plants from Super Metroid that everyone loves that will um that'll just uh, black hole you and just start just sucking away your health. Oh, brutal! Um, obviously, yeah, yeah. Obviously, not fun when you get caught into it. But uh, again, there's a good there's a good rhythm, and if you pay attention, there's a good rhythm you can get into to where you can avoid that. But yeah, I can understand if you're someone that doesn't catch on to like you know how to stay on the platforms and memorizing the pattern of like the little seeds or whatever that fall down. I can understand how constantly getting knocked down would make you start to loathe and despise this boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but of course, I am biased as someone who has replayed Fusion multiple times. I am someone that's had the opportunity to be able to improve with this boss fight. But once you do, I think it's I think it's quite fun. You get an awesome upgrade. It's such it's one of the creepier bosses in this game too. Like I feel like a lot of the bosses, you know, we you know, we talk about the serious thing for example, which we love. That's not really a creepy thing. That's like more of like an adrenaline pumping action theme right there. But this theme is like genuinely genuinely disturbing with what and you also and you also have kind of the body horror going on you know despite it being a statue essentially mm-hmm. you know you take off the first half and you see like all the tendrils coming out of the bottom and it's just a lot of really disturbing imagery at the same time and so i'm just a big fan of it in general there's also a really cool easter egg when you uh, defeat uh, notori so defeating notori is um the source of like all the overgrowths and the vines that have been overtaking the the station and uh, mm-hmm. shutting down the power um after you leave after you leave the room if you come back into the boss room all of those green plants will be brown and dried up and and dead it's a really it's a really cool easter egg for a room that you otherwise would never revisit at all but just a, a cool detail that's in there regardless that i love so very i cool. think i'm gonna be pu- i think i'm gonna be putting notori at the number two spot okay i was gonna suggest that maybe notori go um Either like or definitely above Arachnus. Maybe, actually, maybe maybe number three because I because there is box two, and and I uh, and I do well well box one two as well. I mean we haven't gotten to box two right. yet, but 
I, I think yeah, I, th- I think number three, number number three, because I I don't think I can p- quite put Notori over Box One, but I also feel like they're so different. It's almost hard to directly compare them. I think that uh, I think that this is like the most unique fight in Metroid Fusion, actually, and I think you kind of nailed it because like it's not your it's not your typical boss fight. Like it's a very slow paced creepy methodical boss fight that like is is very different because Notori doesn't even attack you for the first phase it's just like all the spores and all the the flowers and stuff man those flowers by the way i you know it's actually funny because it reminds me of quicksand and like you know you've always heard like the more you struggle in quicksand the faster that you sink these flowers are the exact same way because like your your inclination when you fall in is to like mash the jump button and like get the heck out of there which seems like what you should do but actually you just have to press it once in one long steady jump and that's how you get out so you kind of have to remain calm a little bit if you fall which which i kind of dig but yeah so like i mean it doesn't attack you at all in the first phase you just have to avoid everything else you've got that slow creepy music playing and um yeah like the the second phase i think is pretty easy as well but it's just like i don't know it's just like this creepy chozo statue that's being like brought to life by this weird kind of foliage you never really do understand what Notori actually is which I I kind of like so yes it's very different I can understand why people might not like it because it's not really like a a boss fight like the rest of the bosses on this on this list but I think that that's actually like a good thing because I mean when you have 14 bosses in a game like you don't want them all to be similar and all to be like these action throw down brawls like you do want to have like the slower paced ones that maybe it's the environment that challenges you rather than the boss itself so i yeah i would rank this high as well i don't i would have probably said under saris but i'm okay to do above saris actually because like those are almost like those are pretty much the same level for me but they're as opposite as you could possibly get one is fast and insane the other one is slow and methodical so yeah i i kind of like it it you know the actual boss isn't that challenging but again doesn't need to be and it's more an environmental hazard type of boss so yeah i kind of dig that and you get the plasma beam which is like so awesome in this game so yeah i, oh, I could be down with that this might be my favorite of the 2d plasma beams like it absolutely rips in this game it's it's very like very effective for sure actually i think once you get the plasma beam it's almost like not that you stop using missiles, but, like, for a lot of bosses, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll just use my beam instead, because it's just a lot more effective. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'm going to put him in third. Yeah, well, let's put him in third spot. Let's run down this list really quickly, because we've got a couple heavy hitters in a row to get to next. So, we've got number one, Yakuza. Number two, uh, Security Box Fight 1. Number three, Natori. Number four, Saris. Number five, Arachnus. Number six, Human Core X. Number seven, Elephant Bird. Number eight, Zazabi. And number nine, Barrier Core X. So, let's go to the one that everybody has been waiting for us to talk about. And that is Nightmare. And man, I I don't know if this is going to be number one or number two. I really don't. I really don't. But I mean, I what I do know is that this is an awesome fight. And uh, the... The first phase is just kind of cool because, like, you see Nightmare and you're like, oh, my God. The first phase lasts for about, like, 30 seconds. And then the gravity effects kick in, which is, like, the real awesome part of the fight. And, like, man, that's it. It's, like, such a unique aspect to this fight. You've never seen it before in Metroid. You really haven't seen it since. Well, except for fighting Nightmare in Metroid Other M. 
And it's just like everything about this is just very cool. Like the design is of Nightmare literally looks so creepy. Um, that stupid little like generator thing he's got, you know, kind of hanging out of his butt is is kind of like uh, an awesome weak point. I love when he takes his mask off. Like it looks so wicked. Um, design is probably the best design boss in the game, and just like the gravity effects are so fun. I will say that it is. It is kind of not even frustrating, but challenging for sure. In the second or in the last phase, when you have to space jump around him, to this day, I wrote the guide on Metroid Fusion. To this day, I still don't know what triggers Nightmare to stop and slowly crawl towards you. Sometimes I can get him into a rhythm, sometimes I can't. So part of me is just like, why can't I crack this code? But, and if you know, please DM me, slide it to my DMs. I would love to know. But, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome fight. I I don't I don't know if it's number one or number two for me. I don't know. Yeah, well, as I said earlier, it's either this or Yakuza. For I agree. Me. It's either yeah. either of those two bosses, but um, yeah, I mean everything everything about Nightmare is so unique. He's one of the few bosses in the game that actually has a unique boss theme. I think it's him, Notori, Ridley, Sax. Mm-hmm. Are there any others that have unique bot? Arachnus, weirdly enough, being the original boss. I think those are the only bosses with unique themes. But yeah. Um, And it's one of the best themes in the game. The Nightmare theme is so good. It's what really works about this game, about this boss fight so well. You know, we were just talking about how Notorious is so different and how rather than being this action-oriented boss, you know, it more takes on the body horror approach. It's more about the atmosphere of the boss. Nightmare does all of that together. It's a really Mm -hmm. interesting boss fight with unique mechanics. And it's creepy, and it has arguably some of the most memorable body horror in the game, like you mentioned, when the mask is revealed, and then the more damage you do to it, the more messed up and grotesque and just melty that face becomes. And, you know, we talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, it almost feels like by the end of it, you're just trying to put it out of its misery. Like, it's, like, wanting you to, like, like, take it out. And it's, like, this... And, like, it never explicitly outright says, but it just... It looks just tortured, and it's, like it's a really dark moment for a Nintendo game, but I think it really works in this fight so well. And you know, the more I'm saying it out loud, I think I do just have to put it at number one, even above, even above Yakuza. Which seems like the obvious choice, but like there really is a lot about this fight to like, like, like I, I think like the body horror, like even actually it's, it's creepy in the sense that like once you do finally destroy that gravity generator, you you should feel a little bit of respite because you're like, okay, well, at least the gravity isn't going to be warped anymore. But that makes Nightmare so much faster and then he just chases you around and he's constantly bumping into you. So that isn't even like a, a good a good thing to have happen. Um, just like the, the, the amount of ways that you can beat him too, I feel like is a strength. Like you can do the slow and steady route and like space jump around him and make sure that you don't like, you're not taking any damage or you can be a little bit riskier and like, do some tight jumps around him and try and lure him into that, you know, rhythm where he comes over to the left. Just, I, I think that the, the arena itself like is, is fine. But like when the, when the gravity effects are going on, it just like, it looks so awesome. Like you've never seen anything like it in Metroid. So I kind of, I, I'm kind of talking myself into number one as well, which I kind of wanted to go with Yakuza. Cause I feel like everyone listening to this probably assumed that nightmare was going to be number one. But, I mean, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you're just, you know, the consensus is the right choice. Which, by the way, this gives you the gravity suit, which is, like, so much better than that god-awful Varia suit. So, yeah. 
this might have to go this might have to go number one yeah like like part of me wants to like go against the consensus but at the same time i just got to be honest and like as i'm as i'm talking about it out loud it's just like yeah it's just just a better boss fight it like the thing i love about it too like you've played metroid fusion a million times so have i i think that this fight is still challenging you know like like, these other fights, like, once you kind of learn the pattern... Like, we were talking about Box, which I love that fight. But we could do that fight without taking a single hit, right? This one, it's still just like, okay, I'm going to try and lure him into coming over, but I might not get it, and I'm going to get punished if that happens. So, like, I, I like that about this fight as well, that it's still, after all these years, can, can be somewhat of a challenge to actually get through. So, yeah, I, I think... You know what? Nightmare, sometimes people are just right. And Nightmare is number one. And I think that that's fine. On rare occasions, people can be right. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on and let's talk about Security Robot Box number two. And I'm going to throw this out there for your consideration, Doom. I would put Security Box Fight number two just above Box Fight number one. Because I think that, like, they're very similar fights. But this one just has an element of more danger. So you've got the electrified water. He will hit you now when he jumps. So you do have to move. You've got those god-awful... They look like little airplanes that he fires out. Like little homing missiles. Um, and the design of Box. He's like... He just looks so awesome. Like he's... He actually kind of looks like Mother Brain, to be honest. Like the the brain is showing and that's where you damage him. He just looks unhinged. He looks like he's like completely lost it. And uh, the Core X that pops out looks very, very cool. I really like this fight. It's the same kind of idea, same principle, but you do have some added elements of danger. You have that scraggly appearance. And I think that the arena is actually, uh, not, maybe not cooler, but it's it certainly feels more dangerous. Because like you're in the depths of Sector 6 and you've just encountered the uh, the restricted zone. And like you, there's a lot going through your mind. And it's like, now i got to finish off this guy. So I think the atmosphere combined with that, I, just, I think that this is just like an, an awesome, awesome fight. Probably doesn't touch Yakuza or Nightmare, but I think it's just below. Yeah, this one, this one's, I, I'm fine with putting it above the first one, but for me, like, I'm looking at it, and it's like, the actual boss fight, I would pretty much agree with you, but again, that intro to the first boss and that atmosphere it sends in box one, I feel like is untouched. But I, but okay. ultimately, I do agree, but ultimately, the actual boss fight that we're actually raiding I do think is a significant improvement. And so I, I, I think it's fair to put it above. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I think it should go above just cause, just cause of all the elements that we mentioned. Yeah. Um, but like you can really almost look at them as an extension of the same fight. Cause like all the mechanics are identical, like just some small things have changed, but, uh, like I think both of them individually are very fun. Um, this one I think is more challenging, which is why I'm, I'm putting it a little bit higher. Just because, you know, I, I, I like to be challenged when I when I play Metroid. And the first one, great as it is, is, you know, super, super, super easy. So, uh, and I don't know, there's something about those airplanes that I just find very charming as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would push for it to be above the uh, above the first one. And you get the wave beam, by the way, so that's cool. Which so, yeah. is uh, very important for the uh, next cutscene. It, it sure is, yeah. You don't get to the next cutscene if you don't have the wave beam. Okay, so we have one, two, and three bosses left. We're in the home stretch now. And here we go. The one that, uh, other than Nightmare, I'm sure everyone's been waiting to hear about. And that... Literally hear about. Yeah, that's Ridley X. What the... F 
What the hell is up with that scream of his? <laughs> oh my god. Iconic. I can't, I can't be attacked. My voice doesn't even go that high. Like, I, like it's horrible. That It sounds worse than the noise that I just made, and that sounded god-awful. Horrible. Terrible. But charmingly terrible, kind of. But terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a I think it's a fine I think it's a good mid tier Ridley fight. I, I, this is one of the worst Ridley fights in the series. I'm just gonna throw really that yeah really. I think other than uh, okay, so if we take away if we were to take away the cutscene of other M, I think that Ridley fight is actually fine. Like it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that. It's between this one and Zero Mission for the worst fight in the series. Because both of nah. them... I, I'm sorry. But both of them are, like, pathetic. Pathetically easy. Like, pathetically easy. This fight is... So, let, let, let me just set the stage, actually. I think it's cool that the Super Metroid Ridley sprite shows up at the beginning and, like, the, the whole thing where he crumbles down and, and turns from ice or whatever... I think that's cool. And I think that the design of Ridley X is pretty neat. Like, I think that he looks, you know, in- intimidating and, like, kind of like a dinosaur more than a dragon. But that's where the good portions of this fight end, I think. Like, there's nothing new um, from the Super Metroid Ridley fight. And it's just a worse version of that fight. But, like, a, a much worse version of that fight, I think. It is significantly easier. You can do, like, like a dozen charge shots and he's dead. Um, it's a small arena, there's nothing else going on, no other kinds of hazards that might add a little bit of a challenge. I mean, his tail is going crazy, yes, but, like, I don't know, this is a Ridley fight. Like, I expect kind of a a challenge, or or a frantic feel, or something, and this is, like, just, it's it's too easy. Like, it's it's just, I don't know, even if you're going at a low percentage run, and you're not collecting missiles and, and everything like that, or energy tanks, like... You can you can just obliterate him with your with your charged plasma beans and it like it's over. So I, I think it's a very disappointing fight. I'm gonna rank it like. Let's look at this list. I mean, I agree with that, but like on par with Zero Mission, like I, I cannot in good faith rank it that low. I well, I mean, like I I would say for Zero Mission Ridley, I think that the sprite looks very cool, and I think that the intro cutscenes are very cool. So it has that, but other than that, it, it's everything I said about that about this fight applies to that fight as well because that one is also like pathetically easy. So I, it kind of it kind of is just like which rich Ridley sprite do you like better, Fusion or Zero Mission? I don't know. I I would rank this one in and around Arachnus, and I'll let you decide th- where it can go. I think that's fair. I think we get. <clears throat> I think we could put Arachnus above it. Okay. I don't know, it's just... I, I just feel like it's disappointing. Like, especially after you see Ridley earlier, and and you're, you're just like, oh, man, like there's Ridley, he's on the ship, what's he doing? And especially after you fight Nightmare, and then Box. And, the, like, the last three bosses you fought are Yakuza, Nightmare, and Box, and all of them rock. And I guess you fought Notorian there, but... Uh, like all those, you've got to have a string of excellent boss fights, and then you get Ridley, which is just like a piece of undercooked pasta, and it's like, 
Feels like you're 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 washed up uh, your washed up uncle that's well past his prime showing up to the family dinner. <laughs> yeah. This this was Ric Flair's last match, okay, where Ric Flair is seventy three and he still wants to show that he has it. That's what this fight was. Maybe it's good that Ridley took Metroid Dread off to to reinvent himself, change his gimmick. Cause yeah, this this fight I feel like is very disappointing. It's so easy, it's just you know, I don't know. It's uh it's a big plotting fight. I feel like he's not very agile. I feel like he doesn't fly around as much. He's just kind of like a sitting duck for you for the entire time. So, yeah. Too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't despise him, but he's just kind of forgettable to me. Other other than the one thing that I I would give to him is again, really cool uh really cool new bossing that he's got. I like I like that really slow tempo that they uh that they went with for this game. Really changes things up. I, I will agree with that. I think that that bo- the boss name is good, but not good enough to save it. Okay, let's yeah. review this list so far because we're going into the final stretch of the final boss. Number one, we got Nightmare, and Nightmare has secured the number one spot at this point. Number two, Yakuza. Number three and four, um, box fight two and one respectively. Number five, Natori. Number six, Saris. Number seven, Arachnus. Number eight, Ridley. Number nine, Human Core X. Number 10, Elephant Bird. Number 11, Zazabi. And uh, dead last is Barrier Core X, who I also assume has secured that dead last spot for himself as well. So yeah, we got two left. Doom, do you want to take the first one? I'll take the second. Sure thing. So we, uh, you know, the whole game has been building up to this. Um, you know, we've been we've been on the run, but now we're bringing the fight to them. It's Samus versus the SAX. The original Ooh. versus the clone. Eh. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> it is a little bit of a eh. Now, I, I would say I don't think it's as eh as Ridley. If you were to ask me, Doom, I would place this below Ceres and above Arachnus. What do you mm. think about that? I don't, think, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. Really? I, I think Arachnus, yeah. Oh, boy. I, he, the, see, the problem is, it's the problem for me is the the second phase of the SAX. There's a couple of different things. First off, again, really, I'm I'm actually not a fan of a lot of the SAX uh, themes in this game. The only SAX theme I really like is um, that intro theme where with the the and then the heartbeat. But like, that's the one theme I think really works. Don't I? I actually despise the chasing theme. It sounds like a more of a circus theme than. I hate it. And the boss theme, you know, it's better than that, but it still has a lot of those same chord progressions and mm. it gives me kind of a, a same vibe. So just not a fan of the boss theme. The first phase of, of the boss is it's decent. It's fine. Not groundbreaking. But um, again, it feels very limiting compared to what I feel like the SAX's arsenal could have been. I feel like there could have been a lot more things going on. Yeah. And then the second phase just sucks. The second phase, like, it turns this grotesque monster in your thing, and it, but all it does is jump around. Like, it literally grows, like, all of these arm cannon spores, and it's like, what, all that's just for show? You're not going to use any of that for, like, an insane multi-missile attack or anything? And it's just like, so, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably rank this probably on par with uh, Ridley X. I'd be fine with putting it above him, though. Definitely not Let, putting let's him put above it Arrakis, above. Though. Let's put it above Ridley, then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually pretty much agree with everything that you just laid out where I think the first phase is, is fine enough, but like there is a lot like it's like 
if the SAX was using power bombs and shine spark, we talked about this last week as well, but like, it just feels like they really limited the SAX in terms of what it could actually do in order to combat you. And like, it kind of like even the layout of the room, it like, it's not conducive to a super engaging boss fight. Cause if you want to, you could just run away from it and jump on platforms, wait for it to fall down and blast it. And you can rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It, it's literally the 2d equivalent of circle strafing. Yeah, like it's just kind of, but but significantly less engaging. The the AI of the SAX just like isn't very, it's not very smart, you know. Like no, <laughs> you you can. Uh, I wrote about this in the Metroid Fusion guide on the site. Like you can even like lure the SAX into a pattern where you will charge your shot, jump, shoot it in the back. It'll turn around. You can charge your shot, jump, and like you could just you crush it that way. So the first phase does. It's fine enough because, like, it is pretty cool to fight like a clone of you, like, so you can get away with that a little bit. But there, there's like, it feels like there should be a lot more. Like, there should be more on the table. And then the second phase is awful, and it just comes out of nowhere. Like, like, what is that thing? Like, why is it? You know, like, why does it look like that? Like, it. it if I could have maybe understood if they turned into like a power suit morph looking monster, but like, it just kind of looks like a generic monster. Like, to me, it's got a bunch of eyes, it's got a bunch of, I don't know, like, it doesn't look like anything that we we might say, like, okay, that Samus mutated into that. And then you're right, like, it's just a very, I don't know what he's doing, he's just jumping around, and it's just kind of like, yeah. oh, okay. And it's, an, and it's an easy, it's one of the easiest attacks in the games to, totally. like, to, like, dodge. You know, you know what I was saying earlier about, like, how, um, you know, I really love the boss fights that are frantic and, you know, like heavy heavy artillery stuff like that this is one of the ones i think could have benefited from like a puzzle kind of approach where like maybe it morphs into something like i don't know something else and um you i don't know like you have to unlock something you know what you know what actually might have been a decent blueprint was the um the queen metroid fight because that one is like you're fighting a big grotesque monster in a close space and you don't, it's not really like a puzzle, but like you have to roll into its mouth and blow it up. I, I don't know. Like something, anything else would have worked better than I think what they did. I think that the second phase of the SAX fight is really, really, really bad. Like I would put it up there with like Barrier Core and Zazabi as just in terms of like how awful it is. I like, I think there's a lot left on the table for the first phase, but I do still like the first phase. Just because it is pretty cool to fight like a clone of yourself and... I guess it's not as cool now because we have like a bunch of fights with Dark Samus under our belt. But at the time, it was awesome, and I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what they were going for at that second phase, but it, it didn't land for me. And they should have pulled an AM2R where it just straight up blows out the walls behind you, and it actually like takes the fights like different arenas. That would have been that might have been able to uh, do it, but even but even still, it would have had to have more attacks than just jumping around still. I just like the jumping I think is lame the the look of the second phase of the SAX is lame because I, I, I like actually like on its own it looks fine it looks like a cool monster but just in the context of like this is supposed to be like a Samus clone it's just kind of like what is this like I, I, I don't know I, I think I think the design of the uh the Raven the Raven crate X and dread is cooler because you can tell like what it's an amalgamation of it's oh it's yeah. Raven B it's this core X took the deceased corpse of the crate we fought earlier and it combined the two. This is like, oh, it's a Samus 
and I think a horn note and maybe some other stuff. I'm not sure. It just it, lo- it looks like an interesting monster, but there's not really anything that we can relate it to. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's tough because like you want to love the the SAX because it's such a incredible force of nature, but it is like a little bit anticlimactic when you actually do get to go and fight it. And I think that's one of the reasons why Doom, like, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit negative towards Metroid Fusion sometimes on this show. Even though I, I love Metroid Fusion, it's just, there's some other Metroid games I prefer. And I think it's because you end on, like, this one-two punch of, like, you have a kind of a meh fight with Ridley and then a meh fight with the SAX. And it's just kind of like, okay. And I actually, I like the next fight that we'll talk about. But, like, even that, like, it's it's a it's a storyline fight, right? Like, yeah. it's not really, like, challenging for the best fight in the game, even though I, I mean, like it. And, and it's, and you know, it's also something that's very much riding off the coattails of super Metroid. And while it's still effective, yeah. it doesn't hold a candle to like the super Metroid variation of that. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about it now. Let's get over to the last boss battle of the game. And that is an Omega Metroid, which how serendipitous that we are talking about Omega Metroids on Omega Metroid. So, uh, yeah, our namesake, which you can check, which you can check out on Omega Metroid.com. I'm I'm literally on OmegaMetroid.com right now, looking at the guide that I wrote with the screenshots that you provided. How is how is this? What a tag team! What a world we are in. Two guys talking about Omega Metroids on Omega Metroid, looking at Omega Metroid. Who would have thought? Yeah. So I mean, I you know, this is fun. I I like it. Like I I think it tells a good story. And really, that's all this boss battle is. It's just a story boss battle. So I mean, it's it's obviously not going to challenge for top spot but i would contend to you that i would this one i would actually rank above arachnus i i think i, I would do that i i think that's fair absolutely just because there's a lot of like really cool twists that like yeah. play out and again not a single line of dialogue up until the actual epilogue section but we're but during the fight itself no dialogue everything's told through just the environment and you know in-game yeah. cinematics and so yeah i think it's really effective at that yeah, I agree. This is exactly the way that I like the story to be told. Um, you know, yeah, the I mean, moment I was going to say, and the moment you collect like the OG like various suit colors, like that mm. is such like a high. The first time that it happened, like that was like an actual raise your fist in the air, f yeah type of moment. Like it was so hyped the first time that happened. It, it's actually like so awesome, and like I don't know, I, I just I kind of you know, yes, it it is very. What's a polite word to use? Derivative of uh, the Super Metroid mm-hmm. ending. But you know what? Sometimes, I guess sometimes if it ain't broke, you don't got to fix it. So, yeah, this this was a great... Uh, I mean, first of all, let's talk about the design of the Omega Metroid. This, this Omega Metroid looks amazing. It looks fantastic. I think this design of this Metroid looks so awesome. I will say, I don't know if this is just a me thing, but for... Sometimes I still think this actually, but I do think that it could be considered a little underwhelming that you're fighting an Omega instead of like a Queen. Maybe yep. that that's just I don't know. I've always thought that a little bit because it's kind of like under- you're fighting the henchman rather than like the main boss. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I understand why it could be considered different in this context because Samus is in a much weaker state. Yes, and she doesn't get access to her Ice Beam until you know the end. But yeah, I I, de- I definitely agree with that for sure. It is. It, it is an odd choice. I definitely... Yeah. I, I might have gone with the Queen instead, personally. I, I think I would have, for sure. I just wonder if they maybe didn't know how to make an engaging fight. Maybe, maybe they just didn't have the time as well. Because remember, they had to get this out day and day with uh, Metroid Prime 1. And so, and back back then, Nintendo was very 
very much more uh, into uh, crunch periods than they are nowadays uh, during that GameCube and GBA era. So it's I mean, it's like, possible that. But what would have been, been the fight. difference though between making a sprite of an Omega and a sprite of a Queen? Well, because I feel like a queen would have been a longer and more engaging fight, whereas the Omega fight, it's a fairly quick I'll, fight. I, you know, what, what I would suggest is you could have done the exact same thing just with the queen instead of an Omega Metroid. It might have felt a little bit more... I, I don't know. Anyways, I, I don't know if that's just well, a, think, a me well, thing or what. I, I think at that point, you risk making the queen Metroid look way too weak in comparison, because that thing is supposed to be an absolute titan that you're like... You know like, what? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the Omega Metroid sprite looks killer. It looks so awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually, I think that this arena itself is awesome too, with like the, uh, like the, the hole in the, in the hull and like you're fighting this awesome b- battle. Yeah. The, then... uh, the, the membrane, um, cracked membrane in the background looks awesome. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, the only thing I'm not a fan of, I don't like the scream that this thing makes. I think I might actually hate it more than the Ridley scream. Cause like at least the Ridley scream okay. has like really... Because at least the Ridley scream is, like, a really funny meme, and I can get a good laugh out of it. Whereas this, it's just, like, that just, just feels way too high-pitched for, like, something like that. Uh, it, it, feel, it, feels like, it feels like a little Tweety Bird in comparison. Okay, I, I, can, I can give you that. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I could say I hate it worse than the Ridley scream, but I, I can see what you're saying. Um, I do love that, uh, like, I, I think that the story is really awesome. Like, maybe it doesn't have, like, the same kind of weight as the uh, the baby Metroid sacrificing itself. But, like, I think that the SAX kind of doing what it was, like, naturally programmed to do and, and eliminate the threat of Metroids is, is kind of engaging. And then, like, you taking the SAX into yourself is kind of engaging as well. The fight after that is kind of whatever. But, you know, I think as a... Much like Elephant Bird and much like Core, the Human Core X, as a story moment, I think it's pretty cool. Well, again, it's similar to the Mother Brain fight, where like the actual fight is before them, but then after you get the hyper beam, like yeah. you know, you're not you're not dying. You're there to like take your take out all your aggressions and your frustrations and just well on that thing. And it's kind of yeah. kind of the same here with the Omega Metroid. Maybe less of the aggressions and frustrations though. Yeah, it's more just more frantic. Like okay, we have like thirty seconds and we need to take this thing out right now. Which, by the way, I do like that the the timer is still on when you're fighting the Omega Metroid, which is you know adds a little bit of urgency to the fight. So uh, even during even during the uh, in-game cinematics where you have zero control of like uh, the yeah. game, I think that's a really cool, really cool touch. Which, by the way, too, you can lose to the Omega Metroid if you really really want to, because the the Metroid will hit you, and it does the same thing with Mother Brain, where like you you are stunned and you have to recover for a couple seconds and it takes i think it takes like two energy tanks off you if it hits you which is pretty big damage and you can not defeat it in enough time you'd have to really be trying hard not to beat this omega metroid but it is possible i've seen i've seen let's plays of people failing it and uh riff do you i think you have to fight especially because you have to fight the sax i was gonna say yeah you must have to fight the sax again too which is very unfortunate if that has ever happened to you. I don't mean to belittle anyone that has fallen to our friend, the Omega Metroid. But you won't if you follow our Metroid Fusion Guide at OmegaMetroid.com. That's right. You, I bet you you could even take uh, take on the Omega Metroid without taking a single hit. That's how good Ooh, this guy go. is. Show me your screenshots in the below of the final cutscene of the ship coming in without a single missing energy tank. There Show you us go. that in the comments, folks. Yeah, there it is. Okay, well, yeah, so let's go over this list. We, we went through 14 bosses so far, and we've got a definitive list. How many did I say there were? 14? 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah, 5, 6, I 7, think 8, so. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay, I'm going to try and do this from worst 
to best. So in number 14th, the last spot, the loser is Barrier Core X. Number 13 is Zazabi. Number 12 is Elephant Bird. Number 11 is Human Core X. Number 10, oof, is Ridley X. Uh, number 9 is the SAX. Number 8 is Arachnus. Number 7 is Omega Metroid. Number 6 is Ceres. Number 5 is Notori. Number 4 is Security Box Fight 1. Number 3 is Security Box Fight 2. Number 2 is Yakuza. And then at number 1, no surprises there, it is Nightmare. Pretty decent list. This is kind of what I was like... Again, I feel like this is kind of what I pictured in my mind. Like when, when I went into this. Because I was like, okay, I know for sure Nightmare, Yakuza Box, those are going to be high. I think that I'm going to have SAX and Ridley low. And then who what ended up in last place, I was anticipating would end up where it ended up. So I like this. Yeah, I don't think there were like too many upsets here. I feel like most mm-hmm. of the placements are like roughly in the position where most other people would put them. It's not like our prime fight where I know a lot, including some of our own editors, very much disagreed with our uh, with our meta Ridley takes. But yeah, a lot of them did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of our man uh, Daniel Hector, a fallen apple on Twitter, by the way, he he had his own. He was inspired by our list and he released his own ranking of the Metroid Prime One bosses, and he was not nice to our boy Thardis. Not nice at all. <laughs> too bad but yeah there but you, you know go what? but you know what that is okay because yeah. you know we on omegametroid.com unlike elon musk you know we do take freedom of speech seriously oh. and so you know what we'll let our editors uh, go ham with that even if we don't necessarily agree i don't even want to hear that name again what a loser <laughs> anyways so yeah there it is our metroid fusion boss rankings let us know if you agree disagree i don't know did do people like the the ridley x fight is that going to be a hot take i'm not sure that it is i don't know if i hear anyone talk about it like glowingly i don't don't think so i don't think so either i think you know our list is i think in tune with what a lot of people's list if anything i feel i feel like if anything i might have been a bit too nice on it so ah you know i'm looking at what's below it I could make a case maybe for Human Core X above I was about Ridley. To say, I, I was about to say, like, I, I would not mind maybe a last-minute revision of putting Human Core X above above Ridley X. Uh, I'd be... You know, I, I, in good conscience, I, I can't do that. As a moment, yes. As a boss fight, I, I just, I, I can't go there. I can't do it. Okay, all right. Let us know what you think of our list. We have Ridley in, uh, uh, what do we say, 10th spot. So he's he's low. And I think that this might be the worst Ridley fight in the series. Let me know what you think about that. Um, but yeah, there it is. Let us know what your Metroid Fusion list is going to look like. And uh, of course, a happy, happy anniversary to Metroid Fusion. It's been fun talking about it for the last couple weeks. Um, but we are going to move on. And we are going to talk about what we want from this series in the year of our Lord 2023. That's coming up next week. For now, we're going to get out of here. You can check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at Duminal Cross, and of course, check out OmegaMetroid.com. Guides, news, fan news, everything you could possibly imagine. If you want to beat some Metroid Fusion bosses and not take a single hit, OmegaMetroid.com is for you. We have a Patreon too, by the way, as I mentioned at the top of the show, so check that out. And of course, wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, recommend, five-star review, all that jazz, you know what to do. That is it. We are going to get out of here, and we will see everybody next week. And uh, happy holidays to everyone. Take care.